Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so thankful, so grateful that you're here with me, that you're listening in, and today we've got a lot to dig into, and I'm going to try to get through it quickly so that you can listen to this all in one sitting, but I don't know. I've heard people take notes sometimes. If you take notes, you might want to get a pencil and paper out because I'm going back to my 2011 roots of being a New Testament tutor at Western Kentucky University. Um, That's maybe some little known information about me. I was the New Testament class tutor for two or three years, I guess two years, four semesters there at Western Kentucky University. And I even pulled, I still have my notes. So I pulled out my notes for this episode and we're going to dig right in. We're talking about the Gospels, everything that you need to know, uh, the stuff that you didn't know you needed to know about the Gospels. We're going to talk about that today in this episode. So let's get started. Okay, I almost got ahead of myself because the truth is we could never cover everything about the Gospels in just like a 15-20 minute episode. So I'm going to do like the basic introduction stuff and then if we come need to come back later and take one book at a time, that would just delight me so much. So let's talk about the basics and let's back up even further than that and let's talk about the New Testament in general. So a lot of people, when they read the Bible, they read the New Testament. It's definitely the New Testament is written for the church today. The Old Testament is too, but that's a different conversation for a different day. And a lot of people focus their reading on the New Testament. And a lot of newcomers to the Christian faith will read the Gospels because that's where we get to hear the stories of the life of Jesus. And today I want to give us just a really quick overview of the New Testament. And I'm going to go with a quote that I have written down from my professor at Western um, for my New Testament class, Dr. Trafton, my favorite teacher I ever had in college. He said, the New Testament is a collection of 27 ancient books written in the first century AD by real people to real people about real people who are now dead. Yeah, a little morbid there on the end, but when we can remember that the New Testament was written by real people to real people and that it's about real people, it just gives it so much more meaning. And when we think about the Gospels, they were written by people who either had been with Jesus, literally walked with Jesus, or who had very good relationships with people who walked with Jesus and got their information from them. So I want to talk about the Gospels really quickly. There are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did we get them here today, hundreds of years later? Well, at first, they were passed down by like oral tradition. So um, people passed along these stories by word of mouth. But then they started to write them down and we have those texts that is what we use today 
the a gospel. And so there's a lot more information about that, about how we got the Bible. That's a different conversation, again, for a different day. But let's just talk about that word, the gospel. The gospel means good news. It's a very churchy word to use, but the gospel is the good news. And Mark actually said that in chapter 1, verse 1 of the book of Mark, he refers to his writing as the gospel. So let me read that verse really quickly. Mark 1, 1 says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Behold, I'm getting too far. I just wanted to read that first verse. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It was good news to Mark that Jesus had come and what Jesus did. It was good news to him. And the people he was writing to, it was good news to them. That's why he calls it a gospel. It's the good news. And you know what? Mark is actually a really good place to start because Mark is actually considered the first gospel that was written, even though it doesn't, um, even though it's not the first gospel in the New Testament, it's believed that Mark was the first one to be written. And it was written around 65, 66 AD. And it was written by Mark, who was not an eyewitness. He was not a disciple of Jesus. But we know from other scriptures that Mark traveled with Peter. And if you read the book of Mark through that lens, knowing that Mark traveled with Peter and that he probably, well, he did. He got all of his information from Peter. You can see that the gospel of Mark actually paints us a really clear picture, not only of Jesus, but also of Peter. And we get a lot more of like his view and his feelings. And that's because Mark was basically a scribe for Peter. He wrote for him and he got all of his stories from Peter. And I guess while we're here on the subject of Mark, a little more background information on when he was writing. Around the time that Mark was writing, the church was going through great persecution. And it's actually believed that Peter died during this time. And so you can imagine that Mark, who had traveled with Peter, who had heard all of Peter's stories, now Peter has died. Mark's probably thinking, I really need to get some of these stories that he told me written down so we can continue to pass them along. And Mark's gospel starts with the miracles of Jesus. It doesn't give us a recap of his birth or his genealogy or anything like that. It just starts right with the miracles. And if he's writing to a people who were suffering persecution, they would have needed to hear about those miracles of Jesus. And so they're reading this gospel and they're hearing these stories passed down from Mark. And it's encouraging them that their savior, that Jesus Christ, he was an overcomer and he was full of power and might and able to deliver and set free and all of these things. So How was that for a really quick recap of background information on Mark? Let's uh, look at some of the other Gospels. Um, I want to talk about Matthew. Matthew is a really cool book because Matthew was a disciple of Jesus. And the truth is the, the book of Matthew is anonymous. So we have no real evidence or proof that Matthew was the one who wrote it. But we have no reason to believe that he wasn't the one who wrote it. And Matthew is, or Matthew was a disciple of Jesus. And Matthew, we think, was writing to the Jewish Christians. And this is why. Because Matthew uses a lot of what we call formula quotations, which means that he would quote 
Old Testament scripture, which the Jewish Christians, that was their scripture. They would have known it by heart. And Matthew quotes that a lot, and then um, he uses it to inform his reader about Jesus. So let me give you an example. In the very first chapter of Matthew, uh, chapter 1, verse 22, it says, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. If you read the Gospel of Matthew, you'll see this over and over again where he says, This was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. And he quotes the prophets all the time, and he's showing that Jesus fulfilled what the prophets said. This would have been really important to Jewish Christians to increase their faith that Jesus was actually the Messiah, that he was who he said he was. Okay, that's Matthew. Let's talk about Luke. Luke is an interesting book. Because, and this is where, however, how the New Testament is organized, I don't know who came up with it, um, and it's okay. It has worked for hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years. Good. It's good for me. I'm not going to argue with it, but Luke is actually a two-part book. So Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, but he also wrote Acts. So if you get, if you decide that you want to read the Gospel of Luke, it's a really good one. Also read Acts with it because they go together. And Luke is actually, he was not a disciple, but he traveled with Paul. And what we know from what Paul tells us about Luke is that Luke was a physician. So we know that he would have been very educated. He was very intelligent. And that comes through in his writing. In Luke chapter 1, Verse 1, he says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you are instructed." That was a little confusing. That's the New King James Version. But what it is saying is that Luke, as he writes, he's saying a lot of people have attempted to do this. A lot of people have said that they were going to sit down and write an account of everything that happened in the life of Jesus. But I've heard all of these stories and I have organized them and I want to present them in an orderly way to you. Theophilus. So who was Theophilus? Well, Theophilus, that name translated means the lover of God. But we think he was probably a Gentile. And so Luke is writing to a Gentile audience, but people who love God and want to um, have a better understanding of literally every detail. And Luke does give a very detailed account, not just of the birth and life and death of Jesus, but on into the early church, he gives us that account because in the book of Acts, he talks about the church and how it got started and then Paul's journey. So Luke gives us a lot of information. Now, there's one more gospel, the gospel of John, but I want to pause right here because Matthew, Mark, and Luke are, um, it's three's company here. They are called synoptic gospels, and that's a really fancy way of saying that 
it seems as though Matthew, Mark, and Luke were seen through the same eyes. They tell a lot of the same stories. They give a lot of the same information, but there's a few instances where just like a detail here and there is different. And it can be explained in more than one way. First of all, if Matthew was writing, um, if Matthew wrote Matthew, he was a disciple. He would have seen it. Mark, if he got his stories from Peter, Peter was an eyewitness to everything that happened. He would have seen it. Luke got his information from Paul. Paul got his information from Peter and some James. Um, so they all are connected to people who were eyewitnesses. And you could imagine that today, if three people saw a car wreck, they could go back and go and tell you know, their story. And each of them are going to tell the story in a different way and share different details depending because it's their point of view. And so that that kind of explains it there that, of course, three different people telling the same story are going to tell it differently and give different details. However, a lot of research has been done about these synoptic gospels and they actually call it the synoptic problem. Why are these three gospels so much alike but they're not identical. Well, most scholars give the explanation that Mark probably wrote his gospel first. And I mentioned that earlier, that it was the earliest written gospel. And then you have Luke who comes along, and in chapter 1, verse 2, he freely um, admits to using other people's information. In Luke chapter 1, verse 2, he said that they used these eyewitness reports that circulated among us from the early disciples. So we know that he got his information from other people. It seems as though Matthew and Luke probably got some of their information from Mark, from the Gospel of Mark, because it was written first. And then it seems like scholars believe that Matthew and Luke probably got some of their information from another source besides Mark, and it's, it's an unknown source to us, um, this mystery source, because they use, Matthew and Luke use some of the same stories that are not in the book of Mark. Anyways, it's very interesting. We'll never know. Um, it's another one of those things that are pinned there for me to ask the Lord about when I get to heaven and when I see him. That leaves us with the Gospel of John. And the Gospel of John is so different from the other three Gospels. You have in Mark, he immediately says, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Luke, he's introducing that he's going to tell about the life of Jesus. He's going to give an orderly account. Matthew begins giving the genealogy, talking about Jesus' family, where he came from. But John, and this would be John the disciple who laid his head on Jesus' chest. They were so close. And John it's like he knows Jesus on a totally different level. He starts not at the beginning of Jesus' earthly human life, but he starts at the beginning of time because he is sharing with us this profound understanding that Jesus is God and that Jesus has been there from the beginning, that he is God. He has existed since the beginning of time because he's God. Let's look at John chapter 1 and see how he says it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So he takes us all the way back to the beginning. And then he jumps in and he tells us about John the Baptist. And so so John is explaining these deep, deep things of God. And that's why I think it's pretty cool that it's the last gospel. If you were going to read them in order, it would be the last gospel that you read because you get a really good uh, basis of information from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then John comes in with the heavy, to be honest, but he gives us some really deep understanding about who Jesus is. It's also John who gives us this verse that I think is the perfect verse to wrap up this episode. This episode in which I talked really fast and gave you a lot of information about the four Gospels. But I want to end with this verse um, because I think it's just so perfect. John is the one who told us in John chapter 20, verse 30, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Wow, what an amazing God we serve that we already have so much information that we can learn about him in the Bible, but it doesn't even begin to cover him. It, but it doesn't even begin to cover his greatness. I, I can't wait to meet him someday face to face. For now, I'm going to enjoy getting to know him through his word that he sent, that he's given us in the Bible. And I hope that you're enjoying it too, getting to know him more. And I know this was quick, but you guys hang in there. We're going to take our time. We're going to dig into some scripture in the, the weeks and months to come. And thank you. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.